Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacey Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today. And I want to give a very warm welcome to Amira Alvarez. Amira is the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman, a global coaching company helping entrepreneurs, empire builders, athletes, creators, and rising stars in all fields achieve their dreams and goals in record time. As someone who has made a quantum leap from barely making six figures to making 700,000 in one year, then on to seven figures, Amira knows what tactical strategies and mindset shifts are required to get out of your own way, live life on your own terms, and master the art of achieving any goal you set your mind to. She uses these strategies to help her high-achieving clients go for their impossible dreams and achieve them in record time, whether that be reaching that million-dollar mark, building a business empire, or making an impact in the arts, entertainment, or sports. Amira has helped thousands of women, and men too, break free of limitations and be unstoppable in pursuit of a life they are proud to have lived. She's also the host of the Unstoppable Woman podcast. Today, Amira and I are going to be chatting about how to get out of your own way to achieve success, including not getting caught up in making mistakes with marketing along the way. We'll learn what works from Amira's perspective, what should be avoided, and how some individuals and businesses just miss the mark. Amira, Welcome. So happy to have you here. Great to be here, Stacey. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, like I always like to start off is how did you get here today? What made you this coach of all these people whose lives you've helped transform? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I had to go through the transformation myself. I had to go through the fire and figure out how to, to become someone who wasn't afraid to live a fuller life. Now that might seem pretty darn obvious. Don't we all want more? Don't we, aren't we all in growth? Aren't we all, don't we all have big dreams and goals? Isn't that kind of obvious? And, and I think the answer is yes. And that there are places where we unconsciously stop and we keep playing at the same level. So when I was starting out, I, I had a uh, a goal of building a business and, and I had, had had a previous business. I moved across the country, closed that business, moved across the country, started a new business. And I was, I was building it and I had some, some big goals and dreams. And, and yet I was struck by what I think a lot of people get, get struck by, which is limitation, not having enough time, not feeling like they can keep up with all the things, uh, wanting to do more, but somehow being stuck in the, the weeds and and feeling that sense of exhaustion and burnout and and uh, you know for a positive can do attitude person you don't want to look at that you you see yourself as capable you see yourself as confident you see yourself as uh, someone who ha has always been able to achieve and yet I found myself working really hard and, but not making incremental progress, but not exponential progress and realizing that I was already working the sort of 10, 12 hour, 16 hour days, whatever day it was that day, it was a lot. And I was like, this doesn't scale. I can't double my income by doubling my work hours. Like that just doesn't work. And that was my, although I had 
lots of innovations and creativity and, and ideas, my biggest tool, and I think this goes for a lot of people is just work harder. Like I, I, I must be missing something. I just need to work harder. And I kept doing that. And that's a recipe for, uh, exhaustion, lack of satisfaction, not being fulfilled in your life, always feeling like you're behind the eight ball and n- not enough, not, like you just can't get ahead. I, I remember distinctly like the, the, the thought that would cycle through my head is like, why can't I just get ahead? And it was because I was just doing this, like get one more thing done. Um, literally never, ever, ever stops. It doesn't. Your to-do list will never stop. And that's a good, now my perspective is that's a good thing because that means I have ideas and there's creativity and I'm growing and I'm doing more, but I was run by a lot of fear. And like, think about why our to-do list runs us where we can be, a. it can come from fear or it can come from desire. And desire is like, I want to create, I want to become more, I want to do more. I want to achieve more so that I can experience more and give more and have right. All, all of that. The fear comes from the other shoe is about to drop. If I don't get this thing done. Okay. Someone's going to be upset at me. Uh, I'm not going to get paid. Uh, the the project's going to come crashing down. My reputation's at stake. Like all of that stuff is fear-driven. And quite frankly, I was really fear-driven for much of my life. Unbeknownst to me, it was just, it was just the norm. It was just how I had been brought up. And I mean, no one said be driven by fear, but, but that's what was uh, pervasive in and, and I think it's pervasive in our culture to be driven that way. And we get limited and trapped in a belief structure that keeps us uh, playing that out again and again and again. And, and I don't care whether we're talking about your marketing initiatives, your business in general, how you do sales, um, or whether it's outside of your career and it's in your relationships or your health or whatever, you're playing out a pattern again and again and again, and, and you get trapped in, in being that same person who's driven by the same things and limited by the same beliefs. And I really had to break through that to, to get to the, the next level. And I'm sure breaking through to that was not the easiest. It's not like you just snapped it open one eye in the morning as you rolled over to bed and you're like, I'm, I'm over it. I'm good. So what no. was that journey like for you? I mean, that's a big one for people. And like, what is the moment that you finally said, it's enough, or was it not a moment in a lead up? So there was a moment, and then there were multiple moments. So yes, and yes, and yes, and yes, and yes, and yes. So the the first moment was one I alluded to, which was this wake up moment where I was like trying to get one more thing done. It was six thirty at night. My husband had made dinner, and I was like, "I'll be right down, baby." And an hour later, I was still working on one more thing. Okay. And because the to-do list was never done. And that was my big wake up moment. This was not how I wanted to live my life. And truth be told, that was not a client facing day. And my sense of self, my self-worth was such that I didn't, I looked at myself, right? Like that little witness perspective where you see yourself from outside. I was sitting there on the floor of my office in my sweats that I had slept in that were covered in dog hair, which meant that I hadn't taken a shower and I hadn't brushed my teeth. It was gross. Okay. It's not like the end of this wor- the world, whatever, right? Like we've all had days like that, but I was like, this is not 
this is not who I want to be. This isn't the, I was frumpy. I wasn't put together. I wasn't taking care of myself and I wasn't getting ahead. So that was my big wake up moment. And then I claimed, and this is really part of the manifestation process that I teach that is very tactical and practical and strategic, which is you have to claim your bigger goal. And most people are afraid to claim super big goals because they're afraid of disappointing themselves and finding out that they're not enough, finding out that they're not as like great as they thought they were. So that was my next big wake up moment was saying, I want to make a million dollars and I want to make a million dollars this year. And I want to do it in one year, which sounds ridiculous because I had made 138K the year before. That's a giant leap as a solo entrepreneur. And yet I claimed that and I committed to it and I got help to do it. And that was um, a big self-worth piece to be all in on that and say I was going to do it. And I won't tell you that it was easy because it was not easy. It was terrifying. There were many dark nights of the soul. But I had to continuously choose and stay committed to that goal. And I learned how to change my belief structure about who I who I was and what was possible for me and keep making decisions from the place I wanted to be, not from the place that I was. And if you keep making decisions from the place you want to be and doing the work to back that up, you will eventually be that person who has that life, that business, all of that. And I've used that. For my business that year, I didn't make it to a million. I went from 138 to 700K. So five times my income, not bad. There's Our listeners aren't sitting out here going, oh, poor Amira. She didn't quite make a million. Shock, 700,000. Oh, you know, she missed her mile mark. Yeah, exactly. So, but but here's the thing, Stacey. And I think this is what happens for, for achievers, for people who really, they're like, okay, I'm, I'm not ordinary. I'm going to go for the extraordinary, right? And so, although, in the, so in the moment, I was disappointed. I was like, I worked my patootie off, my ass off, right? And I was like, oh, I didn't do it. I didn't make it. And then I had to have that wake up moment, which was like, okay, but you five times your income and now you know what's at play and how to do it. And, and then, you know, I went on to cross the seven figure mark and, you know, the company keeps growing from there onwards. So that's great. Um, but, but I think that, that like just pulling back that transparency curtain, right. That the, the truth and transparency curtain, I was disappointed. I was like, I did not meet my goal. And it took me a beat to go, oh my God, but you did this. And now I'm super proud of myself and very like, it's a story that I confirm and affirm for people and I hold up as a possibility. Um, But I think that that's part and parcel of what makes achievers, um, people that dream big, but also people that stop themselves because they, they will say things like, well, what if that that's crazy, that's impossible. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go that I'll go for something more reasonable, but reasonable doesn't get you out of bed in the morning. I don't care if you're talking about your business, you do great, amazing marketing, like reasonable doesn't get anyone's attention. Okay. You have to be unreasonable and go for something that has some juice behind it, that has some, um, energy behind it. That's what's going to give you the creative force to break through and do the things that 
are super challenging that, that stretch you beyond what, what you could possibly imagine. Care if your dream is, you know, a five or if it's a 10, it's still trying to help you deliver whatever you're goaling and you're eyeballing it is. Correct. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you had this wake up call, you had this moment, you've revolutionized your life. And now I bet that you've learned a lot as you shared with us and you're helping other mm-hmm. people. What are some of the mistakes that you see people making besides not setting goals high enough and, and stopping themselves along the way? I, you know what, you and I started talking before this about marketing in general, or yeah. that can be something that's a derailer. And it's interesting because that's what I do for a living. I market, I help brands get in movies and TV shows and with celebrities and influencers and big, shiny, car- red carpet, stardust type of things. And I sit in meetings with marketers all the time and they come up with ways that they just, they end the dream. They, they limit themselves. They don't think big enough or they spin out and they never take action of a step forward to find out that they're going to fail. And that's okay to fail in marketing because you just need to pivot. Mm-hmm. 100%. Well, that's a great attitude. I, I agree with that tremendously. I think that the, the, there's all of that, Stacey. I, I love that perspective. Like you have to, you have to just start. You just have to put yourself on the field of play. You have to, to, to start and get the feedback without the feedback. You can't course correct. And you have to be someone who's resilient enough and has enough internal self-image authority to be able to, to receive that feedback and not let it destroy you. Okay. Not let it be all of you. Okay. You have to keep moving forward. And, and I think this is one of the things that stops a lot of people. The, the other thing that, that I want to share around marketing that I think is important and something that I've really learned. So this is personal to, to me. I grew a seven figure business as a solo entrepreneur. I might've had one VA at the time. Okay. So one virtual assistant, but it was really just a, a one woman show. And I did that through personal relationships and personal connection. And it was, you know, money comes from source through people. Okay. You need to have relationships with people. And I think that, that even when you do these big sort of um, marketing campaigns, it comes through your relationships with other people. Who's the person on the other side? Not just the client, but the person who's going to help you create the the opportunity, like take the opportunity and make make it find form. And we're in different businesses, but we we whether you're in my business or your business or someone else's business, you need other people, which means you need to be in relationship with other people. Now, here's the rub. Most people are afraid of effing up their relationships because just quick pop psychology, when they were young, love, safety, and belonging came through their relationships with their parents. If they effed up, made a mistake, and their parents got upset, the love, the flow of love got shut down. Now, as a parent, you don't think you're shutting down that love, but you can feel that energetic cut when, when 
someone's upset at you. Okay. We all know what that feels like. And as a kid, you feel like you've just lost love. Okay. And safety and belonging. So you don't want to F it up because your survival is based on this relationship with your parental units. Okay. Now you take that, that gets mapped as a, as a belief in your, your subconscious mind and it gets, it, it becomes your truth. Now you grow up, you become an adult, you're 20, you're 30, you're 40, you're 50, you're 60. And you take that belief into all your relationships with everyone. But here's the rub. When you're a kid, your survival does come from your parents or whoever your primary caretaker is. You need them to live. Now, you don't need one single person for your business to survive, but you make each relationship with one single person a, a life or death kind of experience. And so you don't know how to show up as a strong, independent thinker. You think you have to do backflips and jump through hoops and you're afraid of losing the sale, afraid of losing the deal, um, afraid of offending someone. And although I'm not advocating for offending anyone, you have to understand that even though money comes through people, you don't need one single person. Okay. Doesn't mean you treat people poorly. You treat everyone with respect, but you have to get to the place where you feel super comfortable with people. And that means, uh, your relationships with them, the conversations with them, and being able to show up without that fear of abandonment or fear of loss or fear of losing that connection. And when you do that, then you show up in all your relationships when you're when you're doing marketing in such a powerful way because you can be honest and transparent and really connected with someone. You don't have to pretend to be someone else because you're okay with yourself. You're okay with them liking you. You're okay with them not liking you. You can just be yourself in that conversation. And, and you end up making more money, more sales, all of that, more, more great outcomes because you're authentically you. They want to work with you and, and you move forward from there versus approaching the conversation from a place of fear. Did that make sense? Did that land for you? think 100%. And I think that's the biggest issue that we have a lot of times is involving others and letting them lead our fears and letting remind have them remind us of the things that we should be fearful of when they might not even be in our conscious to think about. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And when you're able to have, uh, when you're able to show up truly as yourself and not be in fear about the relationship, be, going to hell in a handbasket, yeah. you get to have real conversations with people that are true and intimate. And whether it's one-on-one or one-to-many, people are craving intimacy. They're craving being seen and being heard. And I think that's where the best marketing lies is when someone really feels seen and heard, whether it's one-to-one or at scale, if you're able to, to, to not be, um, not pretending to be something you're not and not being in fear. People can resonate with that. They feel it. And then they're like, oh, I can, I can land here. I can connect with this person. And then they can feel seen and they feel heard. And then they tend to buy because they want that. 
we we crave being connected yeah on our day of age of Zoom and hybrid offices still and not getting together with friends as much as we used to. Uh, but what resonated with me, actually, with what you just said, is there's brands that can take the same approach. It's not just you as an individual. I mean, think about Dove and their Every Woman Body mm-hmm. campaign that they came out with. That was a way at scale that was very authentic. It made everyone who has maybe a little bit of extra or not enough still Mm -hmm. feel that they were someone who was being spoken to and they related to it. And it did come off across very, very authentically. And it's, to me, one of the better campaigns I've seen in the last decade or even. Yeah, I think that's a great, I, I love that example. I think that's a great example. Yeah. Yeah. So what are other things that people do that are mistakes? Yeah. I think, well, I want to go back to that intimacy piece. Cause I think, I think that's a big, a big piece that, how do I say this? Uh, let me go back two steps. So I think people are afraid of visibility. Okay. Personally, if, if it's, if it's them individually or them as a representation of the, the brand, they're afraid to put themselves out there and be bopped on the head and said, that wasn't good or we don't like that some form of rejection so they hide a little bit of themselves they had a little they don't say the fullness and the truth of what they represent and i don't care stacy if we're talking about brands or solo entrepreneurs or law firms or whatever it doesn't matter and i don't even care if we're talking about this in in relationship to your business or in relationship to your your life so I coach women business owners generally, but but women achievers who are doing big things in their lives. And oftentimes we're talking about their relationships with their, their life partners. And they want to be seen and heard and have intimacy there and really feel connected, but they're afraid to really be visible and their true self there, even if they've been married for the last 15 years. Okay. There's a part of them that's afraid to be fully visible. And this is, this is where I think the biggest mistakes lie. And you could call this owning your vulnerability, but you could also call it owning your power. And one of the things that you will find if you walk this path is that your visibility issues will go away and your intimacy issues will go away if you learn how to be, um, how to have self-ownership, how to have self-authority and, and, and truly uh, understand your own personal resilience so that you're not afraid of loss in, in whatever relationship that you're in. And when you do that, it's magnetic. People want to be with you because there's power in that. And they, and people are like, oh, she has something. She's, she's doing something. She's an advancing personality, or she's someone I want to, uh, hang out with because there's some life force in her. It's not dampened down. It's not suppressed. Yeah. Say that again. At the base of it, what you're saying is they are empowered and intrigued by someone who's not afraid to fuck up. Correct. Because there's that's a that's pers- a person who has strength. That's a person who 
uh, is powerful in this world. That's a person who, who, who can follow them uh, that you can follow, that you can, you can trust. Absolutely. And who's authentic and admits when they do, and then they pivot and find a new way to actually achieve. Because if you're not taking risks, you are not going to succeed because there is no path that is perfect in front of you. You have to take risks. You have to fall. You have to fail because you're learning from those. And all of those failures are going to actually lead you to finding the success and learning from your mistakes. 100%. Couldn't agree with you more, Stacey. You, You have to put yourself on the field of play. You have to. You have to. Uh, test your capacity also. I think that's a real, uh, it, that would go into to business mistakes. That would go into life mistakes. That would go into marketing mistakes. Like if you, if you aren't testing your capacity, you will never grow yourself. You will always play at the same level. Yes. How are you? Is there a question of a point where your capacity is ever too much or is there not? Whether your capacity is ever too much? Your capacity to manage whatever it is that you're being dealt and you're trying and you're failing. Or is our capacity unlimited? Yes and yes. So let me explain. Our, Our capacity is ultimately unlimited, but you can't go from where you are now to a thousand steps ahead into what whatever you could envision of as unlimited overnight. There's, you can go, uh, you do need to go incrementally, but quickly. So let me give you a, a really simple example from the solo entrepreneur world. Okay. So when I first started my business and it was just me, and now we have a whole team of people, you know, um, but when it was just me, I would write my own newsletters. Okay. I still reviewed the newsletters and put my magic sprinkles on them. But I, in the beginning, I would write my own newsletters and it would take me four days to write one newsletter. Now, let me just tell you, that's not a good use of your time because that leaves one day to do everything else in your business. Okay. But I was so challenged by what if they don't like me? What if I say the wrong things? What if it's not perfect, perfect that it took me that long to do it? Over the years, I've gotten faster and quicker, and now I can write a newsletter in 15 minutes, maybe half an hour. I can bang it out if I'm writing it myself. I can review it in about five minutes. Like this is not a this is not a lengthy process anymore. But I couldn't go from there to where I am now overnight. I had to master a skill set over time. But you don't master that skill set if you don't put a little bit of pressure on yourself to grow your capacity. So you have to think about like how are pearl, how are diamonds made? Excuse me, how are diamonds made? They made from putting pressure on coal. Okay, that's where the beauty comes from. And so you have to you have to think. Okay, right now I'm going to put a little bit of pressure on myself. Maybe it's a shorter timeline to do something in. Like a, a, a there's a deadline, a time pressure. Maybe it's um, a a pressure for you know how what you're going to do. You're going to do something that you've never done before, but you put a little bit of pressure on yourself and you have to, to, to experience that in order to grow your skill set, grow your, um, mindset, grow your emotional set. And, and then you become someone who's mastered that. Then you can go to the next level and grow yourself again. How quickly can you do that? I call that running the stairs 
you have to go from stair to stair. There's, there's some stairs that you have to go, but you can run them instead of walking them. Okay. You can do it faster rather than slower. And you can do it once you really get a hang of this methodology, you can do it with a lot of ease and grace and good feeling and feeling lit up and excited and enthusiastic and not like a monkey is on your back and uh, a tiger's chasing you. Any of those analogies. You're drowning in the right. and mire that you've created for the world that you're living in. Correct. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And so with all of this, you know, it's easy to hear, right? And it's inspirational to hear, but what are some of the small steps you can take to actually put this into action on a day-to-day basis for, you know, it's, it's great. It's just like, I'm going to power through, I'm not going to, you know, fall from these challenges, but how do you gently and, and nicely not break yourself in a panic about the fact that you're four days of writing a newsletter and you still had a spelling error when it actually went out, right? Like eventually in your 15 minute moments now, you're like, ah, had a spelling error. I'll, I'll try to pay attention to that more the next time, which is a big change of mindset. What are the yes. simple steps that you can take to help ease your way on that path? So I think when you, so, so, Making a mistake is going to happen. Making multiple mistakes is going to happen. Now, y- you can have a goal of excellence, and then you have to be resilient when you make a mistake. So here's, here's a little nugget. You want to make decisions, and decisions about everything, decisions about how you spend your time, decisions about how you spend your money, decisions about the thoughts you think and the feelings that you have what you're available for, what you're not available for. Decisions on everything. You want to make decisions from the place you want to be, not from the place you are now. So if you want to be a business owner who has a team who writes the newsletters, if you want to be a business owner who um, lets the water you know, what is it? Uh, bounce off the deck's back, right? Like, like is, is easy going, but understands how to improve upon the process. You have to see yourself as that person and start making decisions from that level. Okay. So a great way to think about this is let's say you have, um, you're producing a a campaign of some sort. Okay. And you've never done it before. It's at a much higher level than you've ever worked before. You have to start seeing yourself as someone who works at that level already. Okay. You, you, you want to achieve this, but you've never done it before. You have to start seeing yourself as someone who works at that level and start making decisions from that place, not from the place you are currently. So you have to use your imagination to see what, what would Stacy do? What would whoever this model is in your mind, who's doing it at a higher level than the way you're doing it? What would they do? What, what kind of decision would they make? And start making decisions from that place. So then you think, would would someone who's running a multi-million dollar campaign flip out about an email and sp- mistake and spend three days ruminating on it instead of doing the next thing? No. 
Okay. That is a waste of freaking energy and time. We all know that. Okay. So you can't allow yourself to be someone who does that. You have to like make a different decision. Combated that because I have a newsletter a blog that I send out every Sunday. That I'm usually writing at two in the morning at the last minute, right? That's coming out Monday morning at the crack of dawn, and spelling errors do abound. And when they happen, I'm always like, oh. right? That's my instant. But then the emails start coming, and I'm telling you, I can ask my readers anything under the sun, and getting feedback is so, so hard. But my spelling mistakes have taught me that I have readers because they email me to correct me and let me know where I actually made mistakes. So it really was a change of mindset because the first time that that happened to me, I beat myself up about it. And it took numerous occasions. And the fact that, you know, I know I'm always last minute. I know I'm always going to be a procrastinator. I know I also am always going to have a little bit of spelling errors because that's just in my nature. And you do have to just change it and change your reflection on it because it will beat you down and you will never be able to take a step forward and get all the stuff done that you needed to accomplish in this big goal world that you have for yourself. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's, I mean, I want excellence too. So I don't like it when I see grammatical errors, spelling errors, typos, all of that sort of stuff. It drives me crazy. I want a level of excellence, but, um, if, if I'm going to, uh, run a multi-million dollar business, I cannot be spending my time flipped out about spelling errors. And this, this might offend some people, but if you want to send the newsletter out without the spelling errors and be perfect in that regard, then you need to be a copy editor. And that is one role and it gets paid at a particular level. If you want to run a multi-million dollar business and make some healthy profits and have a life associated with that, not that one person is more valuable than another because they're not, okay? but it's a different outcome, then you need to hire a copy editor or not flip out about it. Okay. And that's the, that's the total different decision. So the person who's flipped out and quite frankly, sending you an email about the spelling error is not someone who's going to be working at this level. And if that's you way much, too much time on their hands, right? Like, come on people. Yeah. So if that's you, if that's the listener right now, who's listening to that and you're like, actually, that's really important to me. That's fine. But that's, that needs to be clear to you that that's, that's the, the world that you're playing in and that that's going to keep you playing at that level. Okay. That's fine. There's no value judgment around that, but Stacy's playing at a level where the, that's different. She's sending her newsletter out to tens of thousands of people. She's got this big following. She's running a big business. Like that's a different level that she's playing at. And she can't be concerned with that. Now, the flip side is like, we run a world-class organization and I'm always looking for the up level and I always want excellence. So there's a play there. Okay. And part of it is hiring great people. To, to help you with the things that you might not be fantastic at. Yeah. Or 
not at two in the morning writing a blog newsletter as well because trust me I could use Amira I promise you all you listeners I'm sure she could enhance my life massively as well as my business she has helped thousands of people Amira how can people find you yeah, the best place for people to find us is our podcast. We have a podcast called the Unstoppable Woman Podcast, and uh, we even have men listen to it. So if you're a dude, please feel free to listen. I talk a lot about uh, mindset, how to scale a business from from the inside out, um, the universal laws and the perspective and the things that have allowed me to create at a really massive level. And 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 it's it's for for people who are achievers who really want more and they want a different perspective. They're, they're tired of like being trapped in that old mindset. That's uh, having them dot the I's cross the T's look for spelling mistakes and they'd rather be playing at a much higher level. So um, the podcast is a great place. And then, you know, find us on social media uh, either un under my name, Amira Alvarez or the unstoppable woman. And uh, we have a website, theunstoppablewoman.com. So all of those places are great places. And if you Google the Unstoppable Woman, I bet you're going to find her as well because she has good SEO in place. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. So what would be your parting words of advice to our listeners today who are inspired and maybe not sure where to get started? Yeah. And in, in terms of changing their mindset and, and stepping up, I think self-awareness is the first step. So, um, the, one of the best things that I, I did was I stopped looking, um, I, I stopped believing my own stories. Okay. About why I was justified in whatever outcomes that I was getting. Cause that just kept me trapped in the same playing at the same level, same story. And what I wanted was I wanted different outcomes. I wanted a different outcome in my relationships. I wanted a different outcome in how I looked. I wanted a different outcome in how much money I made. I wanted a different outcome in how good I felt in my life. And I had to have a level of awareness around that. And so the first, one of the first things I did was get really honest about the results that I was getting. And I took an inventory of what am I not available for anymore? Like, what am I tolerating right now in my results that I don't want? And I had to get really honest about that. And I mean, truth be told, I was in a sexless marriage. I was um, stressed out. I didn't look very good um, by my own analysis uh, and assessment. I wasn't making the kind of money I wanted. I was you know, working crazy hours and getting all my, my ego and self-image from, from that. And that's not what I wanted. I wanted to make that first year. I set that goal of a million. I, I wanted to feel lit up. I wanted to love my life. I wanted to have uh, a great relationship, all of these things. Okay. And so I, I made that list. I got really honest about the results that I was getting. And then I did it on the granular because when you look at the results that you're getting, your first cause, you're, you're creating those results. Then you can back engineer it and you can recognize, oh, I'm the one that's doing that. What would I have to do differently? And so I did it on the big level and then I would break it down into the smaller things. So let's say your marketing initiative isn't working. Let's just go back to marketing. 
you would want to look at that and go, well, this is the result I want. What am I doing? Thinking, being, feeling, acting, uh, believing that is causing me to get those results. And if you don't know, then you need to get help figuring that out and, 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 and really don't believe your own story about it's someone else's fault or it's the economy's fault or it's something outside of you. You are first cause you're hundred percent responsible for your outcomes. So, um, when you start taking personal responsibility, things start really changing. That was a long answer, Stacy. I hope that <laughs> one, but a very good one. Okay. Good. So, Mira, thank you so much for joining us. I think that, you know, we all need to learn to serve ourselves with a little bit more grace. Um, mm. I think women are very poor at doing that. We're very driven to multitask and be perfect to everyone else. And then we are typically our worst haters and critics internally. Um, so everything that you're saying, you know, it resonates. I think that it's a good lesson for everyone to um, take guidance from male or female listening here right now, doesn't matter. Um, but I really do appreciate your spending time and, and sharing your insights with our listeners today and myself. Oh, you're so welcome. This was fun, Stacy. Thanks for having me. Of course. And to all of our listeners, you know, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Marking Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Greatly enjoy and having you here and getting the opportunity to learn alongside you. Um, in the meanwhile, until our next podcast next week, if you have any interest in learning more about how to leverage pop culture as a marketing tactic for your brand, reach out to my team because we're always here to help. Until then, have a great one.